Bonjour, je m'appelle Sandrine. Hola, me llamo Krista. Welcome to Step Into Mondays, the podcast where we bridge the theory to the practice and you get to hear us discuss theory a little bit and then work through it to see how it would look in our classroom and potentially your classroom. And first of all, I want to say Welcome uh, to all of our new listeners. We have had a few people who've discovered us since we talked to Bill. <laughs> no, that was that was exciting. I'm glad it took you long enough, but you found us. So we hope you'll stick around. We got lots to say. Um, and I love to look at episodes and to see the numbers and what's trending. And um it's funny because people are really enjoying listening to our episodes on the mistakes that we have made. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that, that, that it is a great episode, I think, to hear some of the mistakes we've made. But if you want to hear some others, I thought the ones with Howie last week were priceless. Yes, they were great. So it was not necessarily just with the language, but being in the country and the faux pas kind of thing we sometimes make or when we don't have that understanding. And the that intercultural great. competence. Yeah, huh, that one little thing <laughs> that apparently is not needed, but let's not get into politics. <laughs> yeah, ha, ha, ha. yeah no, right? I mean, we don't want to make anyone mad, I don't think. Um, but, you know, um, so how are you doing? Well, you know, it's been a week. Oh, it's, it's, oof. I've been in a mood. Um, you've noticed and I did. I yeah. Cause I was <laughs> like, I, we had a few messages last week, I think over the weekend. And the most we had was that during the Alabama game. <laughs> That's right. Roll Tide. <laughs> and then, um, then it was like, wait, I haven't heard from her in a few days, but I knew there was some stress. And so finally last night I was like, okay, I need to message her because she's being very quiet. And I was like, I hope I didn't do anything. <laughs> but I knew you had a lot on your plate too. No, it's, you know, and then that's why, I mean, it's just, it's so opportune right now that the topic we're talking about today, because I mean, this week has just been and I know everybody, it's October. And so a lot of people, for a lot of people, it was last week because the nine weeks grades were due and everything was crazy or it was midterm and this, that, and the other. And, and so, yeah, last week my kids did their midterm. So I have a ton of things to get graded this week, but you know, I'm also just really, really weary right now. And I'm thinking, how am I going to make it to the end of the semester? And so I'm glad we're going to talk about some of that this week because I really need that and I need the reminder. So how is your week going? Well, things actually kind of turned around for me over the weekend. Because, I mean, I was stressed. You know, when we, when we chatted last week, I think I brought it up in the episode, but I had logged into the wrong Zoom class. Right. 
and it took me 10 minutes to figure it out. You know, I logged in my class and I was like, huh, I have no students. How weird. I'll give them a minute. And I was like, well, there's still nobody. Like, did they all decide to ditch and thought, well, that way she can't make us work. So I was like, okay, I don't know. And after 10 minutes, um, I thought, huh, maybe I'm in the wrong place. I think that showed how, how tired I was. And then later in a different class, my microphone attacked me because it went tumbling down. So then I'm trying to fix my microphone, you know, because it's on an arm and uh, I'm trying to reattach it to my desk as I'm talking to my students and still conducting class. And they thought it was hilarious. I could see their faces and they're just grinning and they're just still chatting. But, you know, uh, so that was that was kind of the way they was going. Uh, oh, <laughs> It had nothing to do with class. And my husband thought I had finally lost it. So our dog, Zelda, is having bad allergy. She looks like a crack addict. She has red, red-rimmed eyes. Her nose is all red. I mean, she's, she's in a bad shape. And um, so, and I had some allergy medicine from the vet, which I'm pretty much out. And I remembered you can give them Benadryl. So I looked up and I went to open the little Benadryl pill and <laughs> I don't know what I did, but that pill just went flying across the kitchen <laughs> as I opened it yep. and I looked at it and busted out laughing. I mean, even now I still find it funny, not quite as amusing. I laughed for probably five minutes and my husband looked at me and I couldn't tell him what I had done because I was laughing so hard over a stupid little pill that flew across the kitchen. Yep. And uh, I think that's a sign as to, you know, tired and stressed and everything else. And at that point, you know, my whole, my brain just turned to switch to flip the switch. That's what happened. And, um, and was like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I think, and I think we've all kind of reached that point now and you're like, okay, this is not sustainable. No, it's not. It's not. And, um, of course <laughs> you and I have had a conversation and not to say too much. One thing that has helped me is that I have had to adjust the way I'm teaching. We'll put it mm. this way, uh, which means that my preparation time has gone down. So right. it has helped a good bit. But at the same time, for my intro to lit class, my survey of literature class, uh, I'm constantly a week to a week and a half behind and they do need their feedback. I mean, the grade is one thing, but they need their feedback because they're writing analysis every other week where they need to get a feedback on one before they can write the other one so they can improve. Yeah. Otherwise, they're going to keep giving me the same thing. Giving them feedback at the end of the semester is not going to do them any good. And then they're, they're doing their own podcasts. So same thing. They need some feedback like, hey, you might want to watch this. Like one of my students, I mean, he was great. But the whole 15 minutes, she had background music. And I said, okay, that was cute for the introduction, but you got to quit that. And so she read it. And after class one day, she was like, okay, I want to cut it, but I don't know how. <laughs> right yeah so I had to and she's using anchor the platform that we use so I had to log under there share my screen and show her so she could fix it but that's feedback she needed right there and then it couldn't have waited another two or three weeks until she had more episodes I'm constantly behind yeah and like you know trying I think that's to... just a feeling that 
most teachers right now have? Well, yes. And I felt I started behind when we started the semester, despite working all summer, despite know, right? doing things all summer. We didn't, we never stopped. I didn't have a break. Right. And we've had that conversation before and it felt like I was starting on a back foot and mm -hmm. I knew teachers, especially K through 12 was even worse because mm -hmm. we had an inkling as to what was coming, but they didn't. Right. And so I don't know how you can be ready for anything and like have a week to go, if that much, and just put it all out there and figure well, out how and you're going to do is, it. Depending on the school district, like um, my kids school district, they spent a week in workshops on how to use Schoology, but then they were not given any time to actually put their courses on Schoology. I mean, it right. was like, what? why? I mean, it just, it made no sense. Yeah, I mean, I had a similar issue, not not as bad as that, but my school, uh, and I'm very glad they tried that because we had a two-week training to teach online, except that the only part of that is that they pulled the rug under our feet when they said, oh, well, if even if you're teaching in person, you still have an, an you know uh, online component because if they're not in class then you, they have to have access to the material. And mm -hmm. if they're doing courses remotely, they have to have access to the material. And then even if you're doing it online and you're doing it um, synchronously, you still have to have asynchronous material available to them. Right. So that was like, oh, wait, I thought I knew what I was doing, but now you're pulling the rug from under my feet because I'm actually planning two courses. Mm -hmm. And a lot was centered on the syllabus, like yeah. designing it, etc., And then a lot of... See, I think there's personally, I just think there's too much emphasis on the syllabus. I'm like, the kids don't even look yeah. at it unless you make them. I mean, you know, <laughs> and so it's like, well, whoop-de-doo. We needed more time on actually, you know, strategies to engage them mm -hmm. in, while some kids are on Zoom and some kids are in your classroom or right. they're all on Zoom or whatever, rather than let's make your syllabus look pretty. Right. Well, and... And I'm all for the accessibility. I, right. I mean, I'm fully behind it. Absolutely. Now's not the time. We should have had that training two years ago. Isn't that the truth? Uh, I mean, when, you, when I know, you first start somewhere, that's when you need all of that. Absolutely. Exactly. Because, I mean, I know when I started at UAB that I had to do the orientation because we always have to do orientation. They talked about the accessibility, but nobody really said what it meant mm -hmm. or how you how you apply it. Mm -hmm. When I started my new university, we went orientation, they talked about accessibility. They didn't tell us any of that stuff. Um, of course, this time they're like, well, and if you have videos, you know, it'd be good to have the transcript or to have the subtitle. And I'm like, okay, great. What program can we use? Oh, we're still looking into that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, I get it. You, you get caught shorthanded, kind of like we did, but at the same time, it's your job you've had yeah. this for years that should have been already figured out and oh, yeah, if you're training us on this that should be figured out and since then we have not heard anything back at least i haven't mm -hmm. saying oh by the way you could use this you know we've tried it or the university is using this program so that everybody's on the same page right right because then 
the complaint I'm hearing too, and the thing I'm seeing too, is like, well, every teacher is using their own platforms, their own programs, and students are having to learn, you know, three to four new programs per class, and it's stressful for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, if the the schools from the top would say, okay, we're using this, this, and this, and then everybody uses it, then we're leveling the planes. You see, we don't, we don't have that issue. We, you know, we have Canvas, everybody Mm -hmm. uses it you know, it's all good. It's all good. Right. Yeah. Cause you have some built in programs in there that, yeah. Right. Absolutely. And that, that helps. That helps a lot. It does. So yeah, but all of these things are really contributing factors to teacher stress level. Mm-hmm. And, yes. you know, we, we spend so much time saying, oh, we need to give grace to our students, grace to our students, but we've got to give grace to ourselves. And we do. I, and I don't think teachers are really necessarily good at that. Well, I think, and I don't know if it's a, like a self-fulfilling prophecy where we think we have to be that perfect. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to deliver that perfect product or if yeah. it is that society expects us to be perfect. And so we're trying to respond to that demand. And based on that, we're going, but, um, and in case you haven't figured out our topic today, it's self-care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure that we said it, but we're not just chit-chatting about how stressed we are for the heck of it. Um, but it is to, to acknowledge that. Um, but one thing that has been trending more and more and more that I'm seeing, um, is the toxic positivity Mm -hmm. and this falls into that i believe um and i was looking at an article on we are teachers and they were talking about it um and what is meant by toxic positivity i think it needs to be defined because it can be seen like oh you're being so upbeat like you're toxic no you're not but it's things when people say, you know, maybe you say, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed. I have all of those, um, you know, I had midterms and all of that and me going, well, it could be worse. Or, well, look on the bright side. Next week you'll be done with it. That's, right. to- that's toxic positivity because you're focusing on the positive, which is good, but the, ba- the bad is that you're, you're rejecting or denying the negative. Right. Right. And it's like, you're not acknowledging that, holy crap, that's a lot of work. Exactly. And it's like, um, and in a way, my mom, she, she does that. And I'm like, okay, mom, don't, that's not helpful. But um, she doesn't realize it, but I'll say something and she'll go, oh, you can do it. You're the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, thanks, mom. I, I appreciate, you know, the vote of confidence. That's fabulous. But um, I'm not the best. I might be at the top, but there are other people that are just as good as I am. Some that are probably even better because, you know, but we're not ranking ourselves on that way. Mm -mm. And then it's all about the effort put in there, right? So that's what they mean by toxic positivity. And um, a lot of the examples there are too with schools is administrators that are saying oh teachers you have to you have to take some self-care you have to care for yourself but then they add maybe responsibilities and meetings and you know 
um, an example in that article, they say it may look like someone hanging a teacher strong banner in the hallway, but not paying for enough soap in the bathroom. Yeah. Isn't that right. the truth? So there, you know, that, that's pretty important. And, you know, you have the ways where you can try to alleviate um, stress. Mm-hmm. And one of it is to unplug. Well, I was going to say, you know, social media is such a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because you, I've told you this before, Twitter. I mean, I, I like Twitter. I like to look at LangChat and see all of the great ideas and all of the sharing and everything. But, you know, it seems like if I ever respond to a tweet and, you know, to answer something, I mean, I feel personally attacked. You know, and I'm like, well, okay, sorry, I was just trying to explain it to you. Or, you know, I'll get, are you talking, what are brain breaks? Is that that language gym nonsense? And it's like, well, okay, you think my stuff is nonsense, so never mind. And so, (laughs) you know, it can be, I mean, you can feel personally attacked uh, Mm -hmm. on there, or you start comparing yourself to some of these, you know, super teachers, right? How is it that they can do this and this and this? And so then you start feeling inadequate. Mm-hmm. And so if you're, I think that unplugging is, is really, really crucial uh, to reducing stress, but also when you are on any of these social media platforms, you've got to remember that everyone is at a different point in yes. their life, in their personal life, as well as in their teaching career. And so what this person may be doing, you know, Maybe you can't do that right now because of something going on in your personal life, or maybe you're brand new to teaching and you're like, wow, I didn't even know you could do this. You know, so you have to talk to yourself and go, you know what, that's awesome that they're doing that. And I may put that on my list for doing down the road, Exactly. Uh, but, but I may never get to it. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I've got three kids at home and, and two dogs and a husband and parents who need me and so you can't sit there and do all of these things that some other teachers maybe who don't have all those responsibilities can do but it's okay yeah and there is you know this summer i started seeing that term trending i was trying to remember what they call it but edu celebrities yes um that's I, i try to be careful with that i look at it and there are some good ideas don't get me wrong. There's some fabulous ideas, but like you said, they're at different place in their career and what they're doing. Um, you know, maybe you have to cook dinner and they don't. Right. Right. And that takes time. Um, family does come first. That's so... right. Maybe you have to keep your adorable grandbaby. I mean, you know, how can you say <laughs> no to your adorable grandbaby? So, you well, know, no, exactly. And then, I mean, and I, in one of our faculty meeting one day, we were talking and somebody made the statement and said, well, you know, this place they were expecting, I can't remember what it was. And the person said, this is a job. I'm not my student's parents. So I'm putting my foot down and no, I think it was a bake sale. And the person was like, no, I will not bake anything for them to go sell it. That's, that's beyond my job. Absolutely. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. It is a little bit, but think about it. How many fundraisers happen in schools, which is 
time it's a time void for teachers because mm. then you get all those meetings and those rallies and this and that and whatnot but then they have to keep the you know keep it up and hype it up and all of that and it all kind of falls in there well who said teachers had to do that right right so it it kind of comes with it so edu celebrities and maybe their teaching load is not quite as heavy as yours Mm-hmm. that also might make a difference because all the schools are different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you and I are both university level and our teaching load is different. Absolutely. So there are other elements that are not necessarily visible. So comparing ourselves to someone else is always a very, very dangerous game. Mm-hmm. It is. And that's so. why unplugging sometimes is the mm-hmm. best thing. Yes. Well, and like we were talking with Howie, you know, last week it came up when we were asking him and I was asking him about um, working from home and how it had affected his workload. And, you know, he was himself said it, that he was checking his email a lot for a lot more and, you know, later in the day and having to unplug on that end because it it distracts us from what might be important at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, right. well, and you're not as productive. I mean, if I see that email flying across, I'm like, oh, I need to, let me go answer that real quick. And then you get distracted and you don't get back to what you needed to get done at the moment. So absolutely, you, mm-hmm. you've got to, well, and you've got to set boundaries. You know, I told you I had a student, it, it just boggled my mind <clears throat> that said, I'm so busy during the week that I just can't work on this, you know, my French class. I need you to meet with me on the weekend. (laughs) And I'm like, no, I mean, you have to set boundaries. I mean, the kids these days seem to think that, and parents too, that because Mm -hmm. we're virtual or remote or whatever, that we should be at their beck and call. Because I guarantee you, she's not asking her face-to-face teachers to meet on the weekend. Right. There is that because we're online, we're accessible 24 seven, just like Amazon is. Right. And yeah. So you have to, you have to unplug and set boundaries. I mean, set that email that says, you know, it is 7 PM or 8 PM or whatever time you choose outside office hours. I'm not answering. I will talk to you tomorrow. I mean, put you mm-hmm. a, a message up so that they know that so that they understand you are not available 24 seven. I mean, right. and I've had to put that on my syllabus that emails received after 5pm on Friday will be answered Monday morning. Because and I've, I've told that to it. my students. Yeah, I've told them I said, you know, I know you and I have different schedules. I go to bed at a normal person time. And I get up at 6.37am. Well, you know, when I get up is when you go to bed, basically. And it's like, so you're welcome to email me or message me. I'm not going to reply to you right. right there and then because I need my rest. I need my beauty sleep. And so, but I will email you at the crack of dawn when I get up. <laughs> right? I know. I know. And so, yeah, you kind of have to set those boundaries. And it's funny when I talk with my mom about it, because I mean, she's still in France, so she has that very French mindset, right? So in France on Sundays, you don't work. I mean, you can't even mow your lawn on Sunday. Right. Because it's, it's disrupting 
to people because they want to rest and having mm -hmm. somebody doing that it's making noise and it's disruptive to the rest right that's right and so she has that mindset. And so I'll be telling her, I'm like, yeah, I had a student message me like at whatever time last night. She goes, oh my gosh, can they not leave you alone for a minute? They can't leave, let you breathe. And no, <laughs> she's I, completely I mean, it's outraged. True. It's true. And, you know, they expect because so much of the technology has mm -hmm. gives them instant whatever. That's what they expect. I mean, I had another student. She emailed me about something and I hadn't answered her within two hours. So she emailed me again. And I'm like, yeah, could nope. you give me an opportunity to answer you? And so unplugging, turning off your notifications at a certain mm -hmm. time, I mean, setting those boundaries goes a long way to alleviate your stress. And here's the thing, it's, it's okay to do that. You, yes. Some of you teachers out there may need to hear that. It's okay. If your principals are mad at you, send them to us. I'll tell them. I'll tell exactly. them. Exactly. We'll send them straight. I will, will tell them how it straight. is. I really will. Uh, I don't mince my words a lot, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll, I'll tell them the way it is. It's okay for you to turn it off. It mm -hmm. absolutely is. There is nothing in our job contract that says that we have to be that 24 hours on demand. And just because we're remote, it's, you know, Maybe it lengthen up the conversation because you take a little bit longer to respond, but that's all right. Mm -hmm. Just the same as that class prep. Um, yeah. It's all like, and then this and it's funny because your Twitter experience and my Twitter experience on responding to messages has been completely different. Um, I think I jump on other posts though so maybe that's yeah. why it's different types of posts usually when I respond but um you know think about like there was one recently about grading and somebody was talking about how many assignments their child had that yeah. had to be done and they were like that is not sustainable for the child or for this for the teacher as a right. matter of fact and somebody else had replied and said, well, you know, I'm struggling. I have that. So I, I started a conversation with that other teacher and I said, okay, look at it. What is it bringing to your students? Mm -hmm. And cut down the extra meat and fat. Right. Stick to the nitty gritty. Stick mm -hmm. to the basics. Add a couple of things here and there that are a little bit more fun, a little bit more jazzy, maybe, you know, mm -hmm. and, and you can add the fun and the jazzy in the in what you're doing on a day day to day basis. But cut it to the minimum, cut the assignments to the minimum, pass fail are fabulous. And don't yeah. let anyone else tell you any different. Right because those are a time saver they're doing it they're getting the practice especially you, you know there are some school systems i know that they require that you have so many grades a week right so make them so make them credit no credit i mean especially mm -hmm. with the formative assessments when they're learning and they're still yes. making mistakes i mean credit no credit that's where my discussion board i mean if they've done it I don't count how many mistakes they make. I don't, you know, I'm like, okay, you guys did a great job. Excellent. You know, and just moving right along. And so it ticks it off a lot faster than, you know, trying to sit there and analyze mm -hmm. everything. Mm, I want to give them space to, to communicate 
and not worry about grammar or anything. I just want them to build community and to get to know each other and use their language. So boom, credit, no credit. I think that's a time saver and a half right there. Oh, absolutely. That's what I do with the homework. I mean, they have to have homework. They put it online. Some, some weeks I check it, some weeks I don't. Some weeks it's like, okay, I have a file in here. I'm going to trust there is something in there. Boom. Everybody who's got one, they get a hundred. And then other weeks I go and look at it. I'm not checking every single activity. Mm -hmm. I'm just looking that it's done. I'm spot checking on specific right. activities, what there is to give them feedback. So every once in a while I give them feedback so that they know, oh, she does look, but they don't mm -hmm. know how often, right? Mm -hmm. and I'm cutting to the minimum homework. It's like just enough where they get the practice. Right, right. And so for those of you who have the, the, the minimum number of assignments, I'm serious. The credit, no credit is absolutely, yes. um, you know, fabulous. It really is. And so, um, you know, that, that helps tremendously too. But since we're talking about self-care, I mean, and unplugging something that I've had to start doing, and you know this too. I mean, I've started having body aches. I mean, my hips hurt, my legs hurt, my arms because I'm sitting so much. So I have to take frequent breaks. I have to get up and move around. I even put them in, you know, in my remote classes. Okay, it's time for a stretch break, you know, and the students love it because apparently I'm like the only teacher who in, at UAB who gives them a stretch break. And yeah. so, you know, it's an hour and 15 minute class. You got to get up and move around. But then yeah, I also do. try to go outside during the day and take a 30 to 45 minute walk and just, you know, sometimes I'll listen to a devotional. Sometimes I'll listen to music. I mean, it just kind of depends on my mood or what I need. Sometimes I'm just enjoying the quiet, but I'm out in the sunshine. I'm out in the fresh air and I'm moving my body because our body was not meant to sit all day long especially as teachers right yes we're used to being up and moving and doing things and so all of a sudden sitting down it's like oh what happened that's why i started some of my classes i'm teaching standing up yeah because it helps it helps me with moving around and i encourage my students i told them i said hey feel free to stand up feel free to move around mm -hmm. as as you know during the class i have no issue with that right so that, that helps a lot. And the um, thing is, I know some people are, I don't have time for that. I don't have mm -hmm. time for that. But here's the, the truth. You don't have time not to, because the stress will take its toll on you and you mm -hmm. will eventually wear down if you don't take some time for yourself. And I mean, when you think about it, really a 30 minute walk is not that much time. It's not. And, you know, up to recently, until recently, I was just working, working, working. And I thought, you know, I liked when I would either do some meditation or yoga or both or whatever. And so I actually set up a little corner in my bedroom where I have all my little stuff for my meditation. And I will sit there and sometimes it's in the morning, sometimes it's in the middle of the day, sometimes it's in the evening, whatever it is. But when I started doing that again, even five minutes, sometimes I just do a five minute one. Sometimes I do one after another and it ends up being 30 minutes. But even if five minutes one, I feel so much more refreshed mm -hmm. after doing that. Mm -hmm. uh, so much more focused. And 
you know, and it's not necessarily very involved. I have some that I listen to and I have a Fitbit and um, it, it tracks the, the mindfulness too you can have and it gives you some little recordings and whatnot. And some of them is just breathing. He's just breathing right. in and out yes. and he's just working on the breathing. And even that simple, it works fabulous. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So, so you've got to take time for yourself. And you know, the thing is, you, you've got to, I know some of you um, may have, well, I've got this schedule, this, that, and the other. But you know, I think it's perfectly fine if you have back-to-back-to-back classes. So st- maybe you start your class with, okay, guys, I have been sitting here for, you know, however long. I need five minutes of something. And so you can lead them through a five minute yoga or something like that in the target language. And it's good for them and it's good for you. And so I I think that sometimes we have to, you know, do that to save our sanity and we have to build in frequent breaks. I mean, there is the zoom fatigue. I mean, it's real and sitting in front of the computer. I mean, they're, they're doing studies now about increasing depression and anxiety Mm -hmm. and different things like that so you have to you know try to um to take a step back and to to come up with some kind of a routine you know and honestly if you have back-to-back classes so do your students right and so they will i'm sure appreciate the five minutes to just catch your breath maybe it's just drawing something yeah. Put them on whiteboard.fi and be like, draw whatever is on your mind right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you can do the same. Draw what you have on your mind and or just sit and watch or not even, you know, because you have to monitor them, but right. still. And just that that moment of that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. And um, I but I think too, and I I mean I've struggled with this my entire life. Um, I don't know if you know this about me, Sandrine, but I'm kind of a perfectionist sometimes. You know, I, I know, I've I know. never, ever noticed that. Like, yeah, shocker, I didn't... newsflash, guys, we found our aha moment. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I, I know it's shocking to, to think of me as a perfectionist. Um, but during all of this, I've kind of had to accept that you know, perfection is, is, is not really an option because of the situation, because of the time frame, And so I've had to realize that, you know, I need to do the best that I can with the time and the resources that I have. And mm-hmm. it's not going to be what it was if we were in a normal situation, but we're not. And so I have to let go of some of those expectations that I have for myself as a teacher right now and realize that I'm doing the best I can with what I have. Yes. And, you know, it falls right in line with that, that article that I keep referring to, and I'll have the, I'll have the link to it in the show notes. But um, one thing that they're saying is, you know, we tend to, we, we kind of stress and we're like, well, it goes with the job and we want to do it. We want to do it perfectly. And it's like, we have to stop and we need to shift from the, I can do it all and I can do more and mm-hmm. I can do great and I can do better to, I can do what I was hired to do. Right. And 
we all have colleagues who have been adhering to that motto for years. Right? <laughs> Let's be honest. You don't have to mention names. Like, but I know some names have probably popped in all of your heads. Like, oh, yeah, that person, you know, they do the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. But right now, that's who we need to be. We can do that well. It doesn't say that that cannot be done well. But yes. And I think too that, you know, we, we talk about the path to proficiency and that everybody progresses differently, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone's path is different. And I think that we kind of have to think about that for teaching as well. Everybody's path to becoming the great teacher is different. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of a little detour that we're all taking right now. I think we are making progress we are growing as educators, I think, because we're being forced to think about things in new ways. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we have to look at this as an opportunity for progress more than perfection, um, because yes. we're, we're not going to, we're not going to reach that. And for a perfectionist, that's really, really tough. Yeah, it is. It very much is. But, um, that means, you know, it's about the progress, not the perfection. Look at what you've achieved at the end of the day. So maybe you have a to-do list. Try to keep it short. Don't go overboard. I mean, like, you know that, Krista. So don't know six pages to-do list. Um, mine are not that long because I go to write it down and I forget. So then I'm like, I don't know That's what goes on That's why she has me. I always send her to-do list. She loves it. <laughs> Yes, sure. then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what I need to add. Oh, yeah, that's one when, And then I stop responding. That's where I put one of those limits, <laughs> those boundaries. I said that one. I'm like, okay, done. I'm not answering anything else. She keeps adding. No, kidding. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we just keep adding it. But, you know, you have the what has to be done right here and there. So have your... And, and that's one thing I do a lot in the morning when I wake up. I kind of have that mental, mental to-do list of today I'm going to accomplish this, this, and that. That's my main must accomplish. And my day is going to go this way, this way, that way. And I get on with the day. Doesn't always happen the same way, but it, it helps keeping grounded, right? So you have mm -hmm. that short to-do list. And at the end of the day, look at what you accomplished. I, I taught so many different classes and, mm -hmm. you know, and I actually covered the right material in all of the classes. Woohoo, celebration, party time, right? Um, that that sort of things. Those are you know, the moments. It's kind of like, I remember, um, grat, uh, you know, somebody was talking about doing gratitude journals, you know, at mm -hmm. the end of every day, you have to write down three things that you were thankful for from that day. And it can't be, oh, I'm thankful for my house. I'm thankful for my car. I mean, it has to be specific things that happened that day. And I think we can apply that too. So sit down and think, okay, what are three positives that happened in my classes today? You know, one of them could be, hey, I logged into the right Zoom class. <laughs> you know? Yes. That was Absolutely. a positive. You know, yes. I mean, even if it, even if it's my microphone didn't fall on me, I mean, you know. Absolutely. But you it's a think, celebration. It's positive. Yeah, think it's in good. those terms. You know, like today, my class, we used um, whiteboard.fi to practice um, vocabulary, you know, action verbs and things like that for them to draw. And they had a really good time with that. So mm -hmm. that would be one of my 
positives for my list. And I think if you start, you know, trying to make, and it doesn't take you that long. I mean, I'm sorry, but you can sit down and think of three positives in five minutes. And and when Mm -hmm. you start writing those positives down, I mean, you could look at them, you know, maybe Sunday night, you go, oh man, tomorrow's Monday. I've got to start all over again. So go back and look at your week's worth of positives. Oh yeah, this happened and this happened. And that can inspire you and motivate you and get you going for the next week. I think Mm -hmm. that that's really a key. And when I do the gratitude journal, um, you know, where I tell what I'm thankful for, that also helps my attitude tremendously. Um, so I think, yeah, writing down what you're thankful for, writing down positives that happen during the day. And again, it doesn't have to be a list of, you know, 10, write down three. Right. A very short, just a quick thing, just recenters um, those good moments that are so nice to look at. And then sh- you can share them with somebody. Hopefully you have a friend you can message and share them with that person going, oh yeah, that happened today. That was fun. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always nice. I mean, it doesn't have to be all that much. I mean, you know, maybe it's a note that you received and you kind of look back over it or whatnot. But gratitude will bring more positive. And of course, I don't know that we've ever said it on the show, but I mean, by now our listeners might have figured out I'm a little bit more of a hippie than you are. I think back in the 60s and 70s, I would have been out there on this, you know, come ground. I don't know, maybe not. Um, but, um, you know, that said, I'm a big, big fan of positive thinking. And I try to put that in my life. And sometimes it's more, a lot more difficult. I, I mean, I'll admit it. There are days I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's all wrong. Ah. But, uh, you know, when you put it back in the positive Positive will bring more positive. Just like if you put a lot of negative, it'll bring more negative. So put the positive out there. But while you are setting up the boundaries, while you are making those limits, it's just a job. Right. At the end of the day, when 50 years from now, 70 years from now, when you're gone, what will people will remember of you? right? What difference will the job have made? Mm -hmm. So you didn't cover all the verb charts. That's not what students are going to remember. Absolutely. They're going to remember that, oh, we went through this and Miss so-and-so, Mr. So-and-so, they did that. And that was so nice in the time and the moment. Mm -hmm. They did this with language and it made me it made me want to learn more about the language. You know, we took 10 minutes and we explored Google Maps and various places uh, just to see. And maybe it doesn't do much in the curriculum for what some of the boxes that need to be checked, but the difference it will have made in your day, because let's face it, that's a fairly easy to plan activity. Mm -hmm. Um, and what difference will it have made in your students? Right. And, you know, I think too, some of the things that we've been talking about, you know, maybe doing some breathing exercises, or you can even do some exercise videos or yoga or stretching or whatever. I think 
that makes a difference for them because they need to get out of their seats. But it also, for a lot of them, it's kind of a revelation. They're like, they do yoga in French. I mean, you know, <laughs> because it's like, it's like when we, we we're teaching numbers and they see the math problems and they're like, oh, they do math in Spanish. And it's like, yes, they do. It's one of those aha moments, right? Mm -hmm. That, um, that we're like, oh, cool. Because they have no idea. They don't know that you can Google in Spanish or German or Japanese. Right. They have no idea about those things. And so sometimes just those little bitty things, you know, it kind of goes back to my aha moment a few weeks ago about the mosquito. Remember, if you mm -hmm. don't think uh, something small can make a difference, you've never spent the night with a mosquito. And so that's very true. So you may not feel like you're making a big difference in terms of the curriculum, but you may be making a huge difference in the child's outlook on life and mm -hmm. on their outlook on language learning. And, you know, isn't that what's really more important that they see that language learning is important and that it's a lifelong process. I mean, that's so much more important than being able to, you know, conjugate this verb correctly and all, you know, six pronouns and whatnot. This is what we want. And so mm -hmm. I think you have to remember that too, that sometimes it's the little things that can make a huge difference. Absolutely. And, you know, it's been interesting to me to see on Twitter and different things, because there's been a lot of conversations, right, on that toxic positivity, on the stress, what teachers are doing, you know, classes and whatnot. And I know K through 12 has a lot less flexibility than we do yes. in the higher education, because honestly, and um, hopefully, well, I was going to say, hopefully nobody from my place of work listens to the podcast, but I don't know, guys, you need to listen uh, <laughs> just because we're so smart. Um, but Friday, I mean, Saturday after Saturday, Thursday, see, I don't even my day, know my days of the week. Um, Thursday afternoon, I was thinking and I thought my students are tired. I'm tired. We all need a break. I sent them a message and I said, hey, guys, tomorrow we're not going to meet when you finish whatever work you have to do for the class. You work on another class. If you need to take a nap, whatever it is you need to do for the 50 minutes, you would be with me, but we'll reconvene on Monday because I knew they needed a break. I knew I needed a break. Right. So that's something I was able to do, but I've seen some K through 12 teachers saying what they're doing is they're just doing quiet time and letting their students read. Mm -hmm. And Honestly, the research is out there. Reading is huge for learning, even language learning. And we should have, even from the beginning, our students pick up big, thick book, pick up Harry Potter in German, you know, pick up whatever book it is um, that's a little bit thicker because they're somewhat easier to understand than the children's book where every word really is important in the children's words, in the children's books. But that's one of the things I've seen where they just let their students read or just work quietly and just let them work on whatever they need to work in the time of the school, in the time of the class. That's something 
else that can help alleviate your stress instead of planning in an hour lesson, then you're planning 45 minutes and you're building 15 minutes for something. So at the end of the week, that adds up those minutes that you've saved mm -hmm. into building the curriculum. But um, yeah, so we Absolutely. could keep going for hours and hours and hours on the topic because we're all so tired and stressed and everything. Honestly, what really helped me this week, I felt so, oh, I don't know, I felt so zen. But what helped me is Sunday, we, I was going to make masks for my mom for her birthday, which I still haven't mailed them, but that's okay. Um, and I ended up and asked my husband and my daughter and I said, hey, do y'all want to go rando nodding? And they were like, well, if the app works, sure. And so we went rando nodding. What is render nodding, you ask? <laughs> <laughs> You're over there looking at me like nodding your head. I'm like, do you even know what I'm talking about? I have no idea. No, no, <laughs> clueless. Fake it till you make it. Now, um, it's um, it's an app. It's called Rendernaut, and you it uses the GPS. The first time we tried to to use it, it had crashed, so it wasn't working that day. But it was Sunday. And you think of something, so you have intentions that you think about, and it's picking up on the, I don't know, it's supposed to be picking up on vibrations or whatnot. And from there, it sets a destination. And so you can, you know, you set the, the radius for your adventure, and then you drive there and see with what you find, whether it fit what your, um, your intention was. Hmm. so i will say and then you know you have some I mean, look on the internet there's plenty of stories out there i've heard it on multiple podcasts them talking about it and there's all sorts of stories where some of them people actually came across dead bodies hmm. uh, which is kind of creepy but those are the ones making the headlines more often than not it's kind of a bust because um the first one emily was like oh i want somewhere haunted because it's the Halloween season. And um, I don't know, it took us to a house that's a very modern house and had people living in there. So we don't know if it is haunted or not because yeah. we couldn't stop and knock on the door. <laughs> but it took us out of the house, made us discover neighborhoods we did not know existed in the city, made us go out. And while we were doing that, I did not once think about what I had to do what I could be doing. Mm -hmm. uh, and I wasn't stuck in my office, you know, wedged into my chair doing some grading. Right. And then Tuesday morning, where well, we had decided we we're going to go vote because we thought that we'd vote early and that maybe the lines would be shorter. It took us over 30 minutes to get through the line to vote. Well, that's good compared to what, you know, some... Mm -hmm. Some places have seen. I mean, yes, you know. it is very good. It surprised us because, I mean, Saturday, I kept seeing messages coming from other colleagues and they were like, yeah, I went to such and such place. I was in and out in 10 minutes and some place were like, yeah, 15 minutes. I was in and out. It was kind of all around Charlotte. And I was like, okay. And I thought, well, maybe we'll go to this one. Maybe it won't be as bad. And actually it was just like a line that was pretty, pretty long. And I asked one of the ladies and she said, yeah, it's been pretty crazy busy, but it's great. People are coming out, they're voting. And it's like, yes. But taking that time while we were there, I was just thinking about 
you know, what we're going to do with spending time with my husband or chatting with not thinking anything about school. And I think that going out mm-hmm. of that normal yeah. routine, it actually broke a little bit that routine with something I don't typically do. And that helped reset my whole brain. It exactly. helped reset sometimes my stress. To, yeah. You have to just do something different sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I think, yes, guys, self-care is so important all the time, but especially in these times of high stress. And we know that you guys are doing the absolute best that you can, and it's not going to be perfect, but that's okay. Yeah. (laughs) If you get nothing else out of it, please know that you are doing okay. Yep. And that might be that title of our episode. It's not perfect, but it's okay. Exactly. I mean, just like proficiency, it doesn't have to be perfect. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and so we were actually talking before, (laughs) before the, um, the episode about, I don't have an aha moment and I don't have an aha moment either. And so I was like, well, we can say it's time for the aha moment and it's okay. We don't have one, (laughs) but (laughs) just kidding. Uh, Yeah. I think our aha moments have kind of come throughout the episode. I mean, mine this week was, you know, the hindsight of I needed that break. Mm Mm-hmm. Because we know we're stressed, but we don't realize how badly we are stressed. And so mine was looking back and seeing how just a tiny little pill flying across the room just completely (laughs) made me lose it. And I get amused just thinking about how amused I got over that because really it's not, I should have gotten upset that that because I had to throw it away. It actually landed in my sink. So, you know, like perfect shot into the sink, but the pill was just done for. So I had to get another one. I'm like, well, great. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, so we, we don't know. And that's, that was, I guess my, and we kind of know that, but we kind of don't at the same time, how stressed I was, how necessary it was that I go out. Mm-hmm. And I think, so. yeah, I think mine was the whole perfectionist thing because I know that I am a perfectionist. And sometimes you just have to let that go. Um, You know, I was, it was interesting. It was really kind of in a devotional that I was doing. Um, I'm trying to read the Bible in a year. And, you know, you get really bogged down in the Old Testament, guys. I mean, who begat Mm, who and this (laughs) and that. And I mean, oh my goodness, it just, you know, but this program is good because it mixes the Proverbs and the Psalms and the Old Testament and the New Testament. And so, you know, it's, it keeps interesting, but it was talking about the idea of perfection. And yeah, and I was like, I am such a perfectionist, but sometimes, I mean, I'm never going to be perfect. It's not all going to be perfect. And I have to let some of it go and just do the best that I can with what I have. That was kind of my aha this week. And Mm -hmm. that's tough. I kind of think I need to put that on my bathroom mirror. (laughs) Maybe the aha is let it go. Yeah, I know. But that should be the song of the year. Let (laughs) it go. I know, right? Let it go. And I'm sorry, I just busted on your eardrums with just those three notes. But no, yeah, I hear you. That's yeah. I've got to let go of perfection and embrace, you know, progress basically. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So wow. I guess 
if you guys have any great ideas um, for dealing with stress, what you guys do, we would love to hear from you. Why don't you send us a, an email at stepintomondays at gmail.com or you can hit us um, up on Twitter at Into Mondays and let us know, you know, your ways to deal with stress. We would love to hear some, some new ideas. Absolutely. And those of you who listen to it on Apple Podcast, be a lamb. Leave us some five-star reviews. Leave us a, a little bit of a review. Makes us a little bit more visible. And half of our listens come from Apple Podcast. So, yeah, I think we've covered it all. And, you know, the, if there was a takeaway, I would say, let it go. Let go of perfection. Keep it to the nitty-gritty. Absolutely. It's and keep okay. your sanity. Okay. Yep. All right. Alandi. Hasta lunes. Mm -hmm.